we talk? Wow. What an experience. <laughs> I I spend a good majority of the time just pulling up my notes right now because I spent the majority of the time untangling my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a ball. I was like, oh boy. Should I just have this ball sitting on my neck? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you guys. What a time. What a time we live in. I am. What a terrible, terrible time. Mm-hmm. Birdie says the same thing. She's like, no, no, I don't need your help, Birdie. Okay. <laughs> so you're not going to hear a brown. That's all right. We'll just have to suffer through it. We'll suffer. Um, we'll suffer. Hi, guys. It's us. It's Anna and Alyssa. Hi. We're Northern <laughs> Friends. Hi. Hi. <laughs> as soon as I said your name, I was like, oh, maybe I should have let her say her own name. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's Anna and Alyssa. There we go. We're Northern Frights, a podcast that talks about creepy paranormal and true crime in the midwest bernie that money is not for you scram oh, we've got to give to the kid your who crossed the street no trust <laughs> i live here too it's my money <laughs> oh, all right i guess let's get this out of the way um okay so as everybody is probably well aware there's a lot of horrible stuff going on in our country right now um, we, so I don't know if people who don't know us personally, Alyssa and I are both from Minnesota. I'm from Minneapolis. Alyssa's from St. Paul. Um, so we've been going through that horrible, horrible, tragic death of George Floyd last week, mm-hmm. who should have been protected, you know, it's just like, how do you even like, I don't even know how to put it into words. I know. It's just so tragic. It's so tragic. It's so horrible. Completely unnecessary. He deserves so much better. And everybody, we apologize to, like, the black community for these events, for systemic racism. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Just seeing how, like, I feel like the protests have really brought it to light and I think that's good you know it's really but it's also very tragic that our community have kind of taken a lot of the brunt of this so yeah it's just it's really hard we both live pretty close to where a lot of the riots have been taking place and just seeing the destruction in the area and the businesses that took the brunt of the people who were not peacefully protesting um has been really sad so just know that we are thinking about everybody out there we're so sorry to you know people it's just it's so how like how do you even put it into words <laughs> well it's difficult especially when you're dealing with um uh part of the um community or whatever the police mm-hmm. that should be protecting us yeah. serve and protect and yeah and this is what happened and yeah the trust that gets broken yeah based on that and it's it's terrible yeah. so everybody is always safety first and we love you yeah. we're thinking of you we support all of those that are 
taking part to bring justice to the world and to justice for George Floyd and just take care of yourselves at this point. Yes. All right. Very, let's, very let's, nice. Uh-huh. We're trying. Oh. Let's, let's try to bring up the mood. Well, on a funny note, mm-hmm. this is our third attempt at recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we tried really hard last week, you guys, but the, uh, I don't know what was going on. I think we were both just having, like, technical issues. Yeah. I do know that, like, <laughs> when I was, I think every time it booted us out, my, I could see my computer being, like, reconnecting, and I was like, why? Oh, okay. So, apparently, it just did not want us to talk about this stuff last week, so. But we're here now. We're here, here. now. And I have one fun thing yes. for sure. One fun Good. thing. Is I'm wearing our squad <gasps> Oh, I love the squad gold shirt. <laughs> These shirts are... So it has... Yeah, yeah, okay. Go ahead. So they're from... What is it called? Once Upon a Tea? Yeah, good memory, yes. And they are these shirts that it says squad goals, and it's got, like, a rainbow, but then it's got, like, Bigfoot and Chupacabra on it. Uh, What else is on there? Has a unicorn, Loch Ness Monster, and then a bunny. Oh, Jackalope. uh, Oh, yeah. Jackalope. Yes, 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 yes. yes. It's (laughs) it's our favorite shirts. They speak to us so much. (laughs) <laughs> and it's perfect yeah so i wore it yesterday because we were supposed to record yeah. yesterday and then i was like i'll take it off and wear it yeah. tomorrow <laughs> yeah. yeah i know right now i'm wearing a sh- Two days in a i'm row. wearing a shirt that says which don't kill my vibe which i have a, I have a <laughs> funny story about it i think i told you probably about it last year but so when my i haven't talked about this also on the podcast ever um year my screen go black okay sorry um last year my dad wound up in the er like on father's day last year and it was just kind of like out of the blue and i was doing laundry and this is a shirt that i had on (laughs) so i'm like in the er with a shirt that's just like which don't kill my vibe and he goes (laughs) he has to be like oh put in overnight so I go to his room, we're chatting, and he and I'm like, do you want me to go and see if there's any, like, magazines or, like, a book down in the waiting room for you so you can have something to read tonight? And he's like, okay. So I'm, like, beep-bopping it down the hall, and I get towards the waiting room, and just before I get there, I'm looking at the waiting room, and I realize the entire waiting room is full of Mennonites or Amish people. No. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, my God. I'm currently wearing a shirt that has witch stuff on it. And there's a group of very religious people in the waiting room. Do I go? <laughs> Do I just back away? And so I was just like, uh, and I just like turn around, like ran. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dad, there wasn't anything. There, there. was nothing there. <laughs> Not near anything, <laughs> Papa. <laughs> oh, it's a funny story. <laughs> it made me laugh a lot. I think I told yeah. my dad about it. And he's just like, you should have, you could have probably just gotten in there. And I was like, that's what you think, Dad. <laughs> been burned like that. Like, it would have been fine yeah <laughs> you're like but my anxiety would have been to the room yeah i'd have been like excuse me great so good sirs and madams pardon me just looking for some reading materials that are good to the lord <laughs> <laughs> i think thankfully most of them were looking out the windows because they're they were all just were kind of like wow wow look outside like electricity 
And then there was like the patriarch sitting in a chair, and I think he saw me, and I was just like, ah, just like took off. (laughs) (laughs) It's not you personally, sir. It is just my shirt. Yeah. (laughs) I did not know I was going to be meeting you all today. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye bye. Bye. (laughs) That's a good story. Fun times. Birdie is like running around the house right now like a crazy cat. She literally went from the couch in our living room, through the living room, through the dining room where I am, up the staircase <laughs> into my bedroom upstairs. Like, I could hear just being like, <laughs> what do they do that for? Uh, who knows? They're possessed. Is it exercise or <laughs> I feel like they get enough exercise. Well, maybe, maybe. Because they do sleep, what, 22 out of, like, 24 hours of a day <laughs> so i'm sure she's like this is the only time <laughs> the only time i can do yeah it. <laughs> hey it's better than the middle of the night so yeah <laughs> which is, they do they also do that as well i remember a friend of mine stayed over and she was sleeping on her couch and <laughs> bandit came flying through he was dressed like a launching pad and like sat on the back of the couch <laughs> So, <laughs> so she was just like sleeping peacefully and all of a sudden it was like bruh, 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 and like onto the back she's just like what the hell <laughs> my puppies do that too they'll launch off of me and I'm like excuse me yeah. I'm not a launch pad here <laughs> and it's always like in the worst uncomfortable oh, place they launch off of <laughs> absolutely like, I brought I think it was Birdie into my mom's bedroom and she's like laying on the bed, and Birdie like catapulted out of my arms and landed on her knees, and we're both just like, no! <laughs> and I was like, ah! Oh my god! <sighs> They're wacky. All right. All right. All right. All right. The, okay. The original paper rock scissors we did. Mm-hmm. We could hold true to that, and you could go oh, first okay. again. All right. Well, I should point this out. When I did my story, I didn't realize that like Minneapolis was going to be like top news. So my, but my story is from Minneapolis. That's okay. So, it's a good story, yeah, right? I thought it was fun. It's about um, First Avenue. So okay. for those of you who don't know what First Avenue is, just to kind of, I'll give a brief history, and then I'll talk about the ghosts because there's hauntings there. Um, yeah. So First Avenue is a nightclub in Minneapolis. It's located in downtown Minneapolis on 1st Avenue and 7th Street. It was, oh my God, this computer is like, good night. (laughs) As I'm like talking, it's just like black. Okay, um, it was previously the Greyhound Bus Depot from 1937 to 1970, or as I accidentally typed it, 2970. So it's going to be around for at least a few more hundred years. I love it. Um, it was then turned into a nightclub called The Depot from 1970 to 1972. Then it was called Uncle Sam's and Sam's, and then it became First Avenue. Um, when it originally opened as a bus depot, it was noted for its art deco style, amenities like air conditioning, shower rooms, and public telephones, which is mm. so fancy. Like, and I, like I think I've said before, just like the thought of air conditioning being around back in like the 30s just blows my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I didn't realize yeah. that either. Like, you know, I'm a, honestly very Yeah, you know what I found out? Fax machines have been around for like, what is it, hundreds of years? Let me look it up. And yeah. Fax machines are the one thing or one of the things I do not understand. <laughs> <laughs> My brain rejects however it works. Obviously it just teleports <laughs> through the air or yeah. something and then an image comes out like I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> it's it's wizardry. Complete and total wizardry. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the first one is was made in 1843. An electric mm. printing telegraph. <laughs> pretty oh yeah it's a pretty exciting episode of uh northern frights today you're learning some history about fax machines <laughs> and, they're and they're magic and it, they run on magic it makes sense that they're available that long ago you said 18 yeah oh my yeah. god okay so all right just my some mind-blowing knowledge for you today Okay. Um, it's history of change from bus depot to a nightclub has been disputed over the years, but it's believed that the heir to the Fingerhut catalog company, Alan Fingerhut, he got that money, mm-hmm. and Danny Stevens of Danny's Reasons had the liquor license, and they brought it together after getting the idea from promoter Skip Goucher. And I'm going to look this up really quick. Well, there have been, when it first opened... The musician who played there, I have to make sure. Oh, like the first, first Yeah, was Joe Cocker. And he had 27 other musicians and singers, like, performing on the stage with him. Um, A lot, or maybe, like, not at the same time, but in total, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, That is cool. Along with changing names, the club has changed themes over the years. It was first, you know, disco, then it went to, like, psychedelic rock, and just kind of changed with the different music trends over the years. Um, if you don't know what the place looks like, it is black and it has these like white stars on the outside of it. And they put names of the different like bands and performers that play there in the star. So it's kind of like the like Hollywood Walk of Fame on the outside mm-hmm. of it, but like it changes over time with the different players that go there. So to clarify that, you're saying that, let's say you go there today, in like three months, the names could be different. Yeah. different. Which I didn't okay. know, but when I looked up the history, that's what it said. So I was like, huh, let's see. That's pretty neat, though, because I imagine there's a lot of people yeah. that play there, and they could rotate yeah. it out. So. I think like the only person who hasn't changed on there, I think, is, which I'll get to here in a second. Um, many notable okay. musicians have played there over the years, like Tina Turner and the Ramones. Uh, but the most infamous of the group is Minnesota's own Prince. Prince! He was hired by a promoter for the club, Steve McClellan, in 1981 for $2,500 to play there. Um, before he passed in 2016, he had played almost nine concerts at the venue. Nice. As many people know, Prince's film, Purple Rain, was also filmed there. I've never seen I haven't either. We're very bad Minnesotans. I honestly, here, this is terrible. I didn't even know really of Prince until, like, I knew vaguely of him and and then his death obviously Mm -hmm. happened. And I was like, Prince? Like, I knew about him, but it was, like, vaguely, like, way out. Like, I didn't know anything. So, I don't know what what that (laughs) was. 
You're just a terrible Minnesotan. That's all. Oh, just no. don't even worry about it. Just wow. <laughs> okay. Um, coming up here on the end of history. The end of history, which is what we're in right <laughs> now. I saw this meme. Did I think I think I sent it to you? Where apparently um, they felt some earthquakes out at Yellowstone. And then wow, <laughs> underneath okay. it's like a picture of Steve Crow from the office. And he's so- softly, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> or don't, something like that. <laughs> it's just like, yep, here we go. <laughs> okay. Um, the club briefly closed in 2004 due to financial reasons. Uh, but music fans, the mayor, and the city protested. So with help from around the world, it was reopened for business by new business partners. It has become a worldwide known venue and is charted on many lists as one of the best nightclubs in the world. In August 2015, part of the ceiling collapsed, pulling down part of the sprinkler pipes. Three people were slightly injured, but thankfully no one died. And I remember this happening. It it looked like it was a mess in there. Uh, yeah, I mean, you remember when the metro uh, collapsed? It was like that was crazy. <laughs> it was wild. Um, today it books over one thousand shows annually and books many shows at other venues around Minneapolis. That's the history of First Avenue. Now on to the ghosts. Ghosties. Okay. Um, one legend is that a young blonde woman wearing a green jacket had gone to the bus station waiting for her boyfriend to come home from war. It's believed that it was like the World War II. Um, she then learned that he had been killed in the war and decided to hang herself in the fifth stall of the bathroom in the station. People have said that they've seen her bloated body hanging in the bathroom with her throat wrenched to the side by a noose. Um, employees and others say not to go into the bathroom when it's dark. Um, she has also been seen dancing on the dance floor with no legs. <laughs> um, the legend has it that many homeless people have died in the bus station or when it was a bus station. And they also can okay. be seen dancing with the woman all with no legs. I'm okay with, I sort Isn't of it? like this because it's sort of a yeah. positive yeah. thing. Let's they're like, we're just going to go hang out. This is a cool place. <laughs> yeah, I like uh-huh. okay. okay. Um, another ghost is Slippy. Also, I've heard it's being called Flippy, so it's one of the two. Um, a spirit who likes to disturb equipment and play pranks. He's also <laughs> supposedly far more sinister than the spirit of the woman in the bathroom. Um, reports of okay. equipment being thrown off the stage with no explanation are frequent and have been attributed to Slippy. And then, this is very creepy, employees have also said that Slippy is said to make a balloon appear from nowhere, which then floats up and down the staircase on its own. Mm -mm, Mm Mm-mm, no. No, thanks. No. (laughs) In the record room, DJs have reported hearing strange noises in their headphones, um, and they've ranged from growls to voices to screams. Mm, I don't like no. the growling. And no, screaming. no, thanks. That's just nothing that I don't want to hear. No, uh, the the property it's the club sits on was also once a slaughterhouse before it became a bus station. Chris Ryman Schneider, a journalist in Minneapolis, wrote in his book on the club that people supposedly hear sheep, cows, and goats in the club. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. 
<laughs> you just imagine if you're like in a nightclub and you're like, I gotta go to the bathroom, and then all of a sudden you hear like a moo. <laughs> you're just like, hello. I'd be like, and I'd be like, me. not that bad. <laughs> 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 we're terrible people okay <laughs> chairs will fall over and employees will hear tables being dragged above them while they're in the basement even though there's tables above them um dave schrader from the holzer files which is a tv show that was on the travel channel said that bands will see a figure out of the corner of their eye and think that someone has gotten onto the stage but no one is there Oh, like when they do a double Mm -hmm. check, they're like, what? Okay, and then lastly, a final quote from an article from the Travel and Leisure website says another thing. Ashley says, who was a worker there, heading over to the main upstairs bar. And this is not haunted, but people kind of find it weird. She points above the bar to a disturbing black and white painting of Boshian Macabre, which I don't know what that is, Um, like Edward Gorey meets Stephen Gamble. Here and then also in the stairwell, a former staff member painted these murals, but they're all really kind of dark, a a lot of grim imagery, fallen angels and death. She pauses. I do know that when Prince played here in the past, he would ask for these to be covered up. And that is First Avenue. Yeah. Very nice. Have you been there? I have not been there, but, you know, we've been by it a few times. Okay. Yeah, I looked up the image after one of our um, attempts mm-hmm. last week, and it's a pretty yeah. cool building. Very much a staple. And it holds, it holds a lot of oh, people, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. That's actually one of the reasons I haven't gone, is it's sort of <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. All over, and I yeah. can't escape. <laughs> well, there's, been, there's been many a band there, like you 2 the rest. Cool. So. All right, what do you got? Very nice. Good work. All right. So mine is called The Little People of Minnesota. Heck yeah. No. This is about because you're. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You will because it's a popular thing in in this realm. Um, my I first found it on a Reddit uh, subreddit called Humanoid Mm. Encounters. Okay. Um, I, I used that as well as nativelanguages.org and then a website called Stranger Realms okay. for some more information. <clears throat> so in t- um, the majority of this comes from the Reddit and then I pulled a story that just sort of tells um, more of the antics of the little people. <clears throat> so in 2016, C4C, which means Crypto Four <laughs> Corners, um, C4C's international founder and researcher, J.C. Johnson, was in nor- northern Minnesota near the Canadian border, and he was investigating several cryptid encounters and phenomena reported by mm. local residents. One of these cryptids is a race of small humanoids known by the indigenous Ojibwa as, and I'm going to butcher this and I apologize in advance, but it is... Um, the Ojibwe called them bug wa ji we ni ni or ah. wild man. Other bands have different names for them, um, which mean little person. I've also seen these little people called 
Yep. Never heard of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Out east mostly, but they're also around um, the Great Lakes. So that's sort of one way that Minnesota okay. is tied in. <clears throat> so I'm going to call them mostly uh, little people or Pukwudgies. <clears throat> so the little people are described as troll-like creatures standing two to three feet tall, gray-skinned with large fingers and noses and coarse black hair. They are said to control Taipa Wankas, which are wisp-like mm. lights that are supposedly the spirits of humans they have killed. So they're able mm. to control them. They are also said to glow, have the ability to change into animals, push people mm. off cliffs, use small bows with poison-tipped arrows, as well as clubs. Mm. Some reports are that little people have greenish complexion, mostly f- or most likely from the high ingestion of plants containing chlorophyll. They live in a darkened world of thick bracken fern canopies and can grow up to three feet tall. This enables the little people to roam freely among the forest and its edges without detection. There have been many stories associated with little people, including the possibility of human abduction. I know, they're a little Mm -hmm. little freaky guys, huh? (laughs) And that they can control things. Very creepy. Wild. Okay, so the legends regarding these creatures almost uniformly state that it is best if one sights these creatures to just leave it alone and go away. Like, just (laughs) stop and go. I will. So, yeah, I'm out. Um, International C4C researcher Ron Shaw interviewed an Ojibwa woman who stated that on one occasion, occasion, her son saw a little person playing a flute. Another witness, an Ojibwa man, stated that he and his son were hunting and at one point Mm -hmm. were separated. The father tracked his son to a root system of a tree where only his son's Mm. legs were sticking out. He pulled his son free, and the son told his father father that the little people captured him and were taking no. him underground. No, no. Ah! <laughs> Little people work in a uniform group, with each having a specific job to do. A single little, little person may not be much of a threat, but that single one is just a scout ready to alert the others lurking nearby. Where there is one little person, there may be more, and their numbers can easily overwhelm one. Even if the little person appears to be friendly, remember that it is only a trick to lure you into a trap from which no Ah. one is ever seen Ah. again. Seen Ah. again. I know. So remember when I said uh, one woman saw uh, the Mm -hmm. little person playing a flute? That was probably a way to, like, try to get her to come over or to bring down her defenses. (laughs) I know. So um, those were the stories that I could find for Minnesota um, little people. Um, And I I thought this one, um, which does come from Massachusetts, sort of also illustrates what they can do. And so I wanted to include it. So it's called Joan and the Pukwudgie. One of the internet's most famed encounters comes from a woman named Joan. 
Joan was walking her dog named Sid through a state forest on a cold April day. As she and her dog Sid walked down the uh, path, Sid became anxious and strayed a few feet into the woods. Joan followed him in and stopped short. Her dog was laying completely flat in the leaves, and on a rock 10 feet away was a pukwudgie. She described him as looking like um, what she would describe as a troll, about two feet high with pale gray skin and hair on his arms and on the top of his head. The monster seemed to have no clothes, but it was difficult to tell because his stomach <laughs> hung over his waist, almost touching his knees. Same. <laughs> his eyes were a dark um, or a deep green, and he had a large nose and mouth. The Pukwudgie stood watching her, staring straight ahead at her with no expression, almost <laughs> like it was stunned to see her. Joan froze and remembers thinking the air in her lungs had been pushed out. Sid finally came to and ran back towards the troll, dragging, or I'm sorry, uh, Sid the dog came came to and finally ran away from um, towards the trail, dragging oh. Joan, who oh. was still holding the leash. So she, the dog <laughs> was like, go. I'm out. We gotta go. So although this whole exchange took less than 30 seconds, um, Jane was has not gone back into the forest and feels that it might not be enough that she has only just stopped going back there. Because three si- times since the event, she has woken up to find a Pukwudgie looking no. at her through a window. It has never attacked her or spoken to her, but just staying long enough yeah. for her to notice him. Very heckin' creepy. Ugh. Heckin' creepy. Now, I would love to send you two photos that actually came from the Minnesota um, researcher that was looking into um, the reports from, you know, northern Minnesota. Um, But so the first one's um, the man's, let's say, standing forward and he's taking a photo Mm. of something behind him. Does that make sense? So he has whatever he's taking, his camera or whatever, held like over his shoulder and pointing back and let's see here you can see all the ferns all around so it's obviously a forest forest Forest. oh wow we both can't see it (laughs) there we go forested area and at first Mm -hmm. i'm like what am i looking at i don't see anything it just looks like a bunch of you know leaves and then they do a zoomed in area and you can now that I know what it looks like, I looked at the original and you can see it now. So basically it's like a, sort of looks like a, um, a head, normal head or whatever. And mm-hmm. his eye area is very dark in the photo. And then you can see a very clear Ooh. nose and cheeks. And his head is basically stuck up okay. out of the forest area. And I was like, oh, dang, you would never think to look twice at this because it's so well hidden. And like it says here, you know, they can easily hide and use the forest area to like run through it and stuff. So I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll send this to you via yeah. text so yeah, you can see and the can first you, one and the second one. Do you want to tell people what to like look up so they can look at it too? Uh, I believe I would go to the Reddit thread. So it's Humanoid Encounters. And the title of the 
um, post is the little people of northern Minnesota. And I believe that's where the photos were. So Reddit, humanoid encounters, and then the little people of northern Minnesota. And yeah, yeah, I will send those to you. They sound like at least they could lure you in. And it's very interesting they use a scout. And then they can overwhelm you with the group that would join them. And I'm curious how, like, their footfalls, Mm -hmm. like, if they're easy to, or if they're Mm -hmm. light so you don't even hear them. Or if you you assume it's an animal or something, like, it's just light enough. Or if they're completely silent because, you know, they know their area. We need to know so we ever go back up north, which at this point, after learning so many things about the Northwoods, I'm never going back up north. Uh. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think even your first your first case was about um yeah pr- pretty scary uh, stuff up the there. Wendigo. What was that called again? <laughs> the the Wendigo, Wendigo which yeah. freaks me out to say its name, but yeah, I know. <laughs> so yeah, that's Ooh, the Minnesota. very nice. But Pukwudgies yeah. themselves are very interesting, too. So there's a lot more stories reported out mm-hmm. the, um, east. So definitely look those up. Uh, it sounded like mm-hmm. mostly in Massachusetts area. And there's a specific area, which I took out of my notes. Yeah. Something about um, a I know one. And, and that's why we drink. Yeah. They did an episode and um, talked about that area in, in their episode. Oh, okay. So there, yeah, I'm sure there's podcasts, too, that talk about Pukwudgies. And just for reference, how to spell that is P-U-K-W-U-D-G-I-E. Pukwudgie. It's a very cute name for a terrifying creature. <laughs> I know! And honestly, if you saw yeah. it, you'd probably be well, like, right... holy Hannah. But no, yeah. well, like right now is, in our dining room area, so my grandma went to Norway. Um, she, my mom was like, whatever you do, don't bring back any of those like troll figurines. And my grandma's like, got it. So she brought back two. <laughs> and so we've, <laughs> we've got these two figurines it. in our dining room and they're very creepy looking. I mean, they're not like anything where I'm just like, we got to put that on like in a fire or something to get rid of it. But it's just like, if you looked at it, like out of the corner of your eye, you'd be like, what the hell is that? So they're very creepy creatures. <laughs> I also have a story about trolls from when I was a kid. So when we, my mom and like some of my mom's family and I went out east and I was, we were probably like, God, four or five, six, like my, myself and my younger cousins. And we were staying at my aunt Margie's house and they had this, oh, I guess it's not. Okay. No, continue on. So they had this fireplace in it and they had these like troll figurines around it because I'm sure they got it from somewhere and like kind of like these other figurines around the fireplace and we were all freaked out by these things and then when we went into the bedroom or like office that they had us sleeping in the kids they had all these owl figurines up on a shelf (laughs) and so we were like sleeping and during the night my uncle had come in and he turned all of the owl figurines so they were staring at us and so we woke right. up, we like looked around, we're like, oh my God. And we started like screaming. And my aunt's like, what's wrong? You're like, honey, Morgan, the owls are looking at us. <laughs> and she's just like, that's scary. You know, I just, and my uncle's like, oh. 
My, the only owls I like are mm-hmm. ones in Harry Potter. And then, of course, if I see one out in the <laughs> in the world. But I don't know. Figurines like that, um, that sort of have mm-hmm. the eyes that seem like they follow you is similarly okay. why That's- I don't like taxidermy. Because it, it's yeah. like they're always yeah. looking at you. And I hate yeah. it. It's so creepy. <laughs> I should tell you like in our house my dad had shot a couple of deer because it's minnesota and just carry on um and so we have these two deer (laughs) like taxidermy deer heads in our house and one of them is at the top of the staircase and it's like right where my bedroom starts it's like sometimes at night i'll just be like good night dear please don't eat me in my sleep (laughs) (laughs) it's down in our basement by like where our office is okay Oh, yeah, I remember. (laughs) I need to know this. (laughs) There's those two. There's also a pheasant figurine upstairs. Yeah, that's. Pheasant should be fine. Fish are fine. Birds are. I know that there's one fish somewhere in our house, but I can't remember where it is. Which which sound makes it sound like I have like a giant house. I'm like, I don't know where we put the fish in our (laughs) 20 bedroom house. Yeah, it's just I'm pretty sure it's like in the closet. It, it's just like I visit my friend who lives in northern Minnesota, but um, grew up in International Falls, and I'd be like, "These are places she visits regularly, oh, like if yeah. you're going out to dinner or lunch or whatever." And I'd be <laughs> like, "Is there taxidermy in here?" And she's like, hmm, <laughs> "I don't remember." And so, like, we walk in, and I always yeah. keep my head down until I feel safe or whatever. And I'll walk in, and I'm like. How do you not know this big freaking moose? <laughs> right there in front of you. Oh, you mean like, that one? <laughs> God. Yeah, I know. It's it's wild. There's, there's a lot of that around here. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's why I'm very careful in anywhere like north of, uh-huh. uh, let's say, North Branch or something, yeah. all the way north of there, I'm like, gotta look because i remember too when i was a kid i, mm-hmm. I went into some gas station and you know you mm-hmm. just, like you would say be bopping in and thinking nothing and then yeah look and there's a big bear it was it a couple like, of weekends ago my bear. mom and my aunt and i went out to this smaller town it's like west of the cities and it's probably like an hour away but it feels like you're back in like the backwoods you know and we go to this butcher shop <laughs> And they have these, like, weird taxidermy creatures, like, up on a shelf. And I'm like, what is that? And I don't know if it's, like, a badger that was, like, done poorly. (laughs) You look at it, you're just Mm. like, that's not a real creature. (laughs) Yeah, they, like, put it together and stuff. You know what also was great about going there? It's, like, nobody was wearing a mask, which I put great in quotes. Because it was, like, literally, like, my mom, my aunt, and I were the only one wearing a mask. And everybody else was, like, looking at us, like, why are you wearing a mask? Yeah. Like, you you must be worried about public health. How weird. (laughs) Oh, creepy. So, all right. Well, guys. All right. Yay. Clap, clap. I'm happy. Clap, clap. We did it. Yeah. We did it. We hope you enjoyed. Safety first, especially right now. If you are out there peacefully protesting, 
we support you, congratulate you, and we hope that you stay safe. And please, if you can, try to support some of the um, foundations around here, the nonprofits that are helping support George Floyd's family and um, just helping rebuild the areas that were hurt by some of the riots. Um, we know that they changed the case from Mike Freeman's hands to the Attorney General for Minnesota, Keith Ellison. So reach out to him um, to help get the rest of those officers in jail. <laughs> so, all right, gang. Yep. Take care of yourself. We love you. All right. Bye. Bye.